Well, big news in the baseball world with uh, Mr. Yamamoto out of Japan signing with the Dodgers, 12 years, $325 million. He'll here to help me comprehend all of this is our very good friend, Mr. Rick Cerrone. And what a job. The best publication in sports, uh, in my estimation, folks, is Baseball Digest. And Rick does a job and a half regarding being uh, editor-in-chief of that fine publication. Nice enough to give us a couple of minutes on short notice here on this uh, Friday before Christmas. So great to have you, uh, my good friend. Um, This was big news, disappointing news for me when I had awakened at 4 in the morning getting ready for the show, making the coffee, one eye open, and saw Japanese star pitcher signs. My goodness. Uh, To me, it was kind of a foregone conclusion, but it is what it is. Welcome. Well, Merry Christmas, Jay, and let me tell you and all the Yankee and Mets fans out there, Go back, because I know you have the issue, uh, the March-April 2023 MLB preview issue, when my column was about what it meant with all these big signings, um, and that was after the Padres. Last year, everybody went into a frenzy with signings of Bogarts. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to the Yankees and the Mets. So you shouldn't be disappointed. You saved a lot of money. And let me tell you why. The Yankees are going to face the Dodgers, you know, three times in the in the regular season this season. You know, they may meet and they can only meet in, in the World Series after that. Now, obviously, a pitcher like Yamamoto would help you navigate the regular season, but but these signings really guarantee these teams nothing. You know, what what did the Padres get from signing uh, uh, Bogarts last year? Uh, you know the Rangers had a great season, but they were they were really under the radar. You know their their big ticket people were Semyon and and Sager. Um, you know, but the game is set up now for teams that get hot at the end of the season to make runs. And again, what I wrote last year kind of was was came, came so true because look who got to the World Series. You know, certainly a lesser payroll team like the Arizona Diamondbacks and also the Texas Rangers. The big market teams didn't even get in the playoffs in some cases. The Yankees, the Mets, the Padres. And the other ones, the Dodgers, the Braves, you know, they, they, were, they, they were out pretty quickly. So um, I, I wouldn't be all that worried about not getting a Yamamoto. Um, but I will say one thing. Both New York teams have an awful lot of work to do between now and opening day. Well, that's the thing. We're talking with Rick Cerrone, editor-in-chief, Baseball Digest, because you look at the Yankees pitching, and it's not great, Rick. You know that. And quite frankly, nobody nobody liked the performance of Mr. Radon last year. Uh, he was awful. Needs to develop more pitches. I hope he's doing that in the offseason. Uh, the injuries and everything else, uh, we know what happened to Nasty Nestor, Mr. Cortez. Uh, we bank on the fact of uh, Garrett Cole having a great outing, the Cy Young Award winner, uh, pretty much every appearance there. So the Yankees, you know, listen, um, they needed the pitching. I personally was hoping for a little extra present under the tree, and Mr. Yamamoto, not the case. But here's my biggest concern. My concern is how MLB is operating these days. In the fact of a Shohei Otani signing, and deferred money of $680 million, uh, I'm worried about MLB, Rick, because that's such a dangerous, dangerous precedent 
for future signings of massive stars. Well, that is, but it also opens the door for 29 other teams to do that. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, 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 do, I do agree with you, Jay, that I, I think it's a, it's a problem that has arisen. Um, you know, money was deferred before, uh, but not to this degree. Uh, I, I do think it's an issue. I don't know how it can be addressed. It's not something that can unilaterally be addressed by Major League Baseball, by ownership, I don't believe. Uh, I just think it's something we're going to have to live with. But I will tell you one thing. One of the things that this shows me is that yeah. baseball is very healthy. Is very healthy. And one thing that really just gnaws at me is these people on, you know, and everybody's Walter, you can't use that terminology anymore because people don't know who he is. I, I say now everybody's Walter Cronkite now. Everybody, everybody's opinion carries the same weight. I, I read a story this morning in the New York Post that uh, Troy Aikman or Kirk Kerbstreet, I'm sorry, Kirk Kerbstreet butchered Shohei Otani's name. And I knew when I saw the headline what the story was going to be. And the story was going to be butchered the name. Here's what people on social media are saying. So somebody that might not even be a real person has is, is got his quote in the, you know, it's almost like Al Michaels said it. Everybody's got the same weight today. Mm-hmm. So what people are saying today and Everybody and his uncle has a talk show or, you know, everybody's on the radio uh, giving spewing opinions like, you know, like I am now. Right. um, The big thing they're going off on is baseball ratings for national games, World Series ratings. Don't worry about World Series ratings. You know, in football, there are no local ratings. There's no local, you know, there's no local TV. For, for the for the Yankees, uh, you know, for the Giants and the Jets, there's no local TV. You know, there's yeah. local TV ratings of Fox and, and and NBC and so on. But you know, you know, you realize how many thousands of people baseball teams put in their buildings every single day. What 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 they what they average? That thirty, forty, sometimes fifty thousand people. Per game, go to baseball games, watch local baseball. Baseball is really healthy, and the biggest reason is these new streams of revenue that teams now have. But, you know, first it was new media, you know, the Internet, websites, this and that. Now it's the money that's coming in from gaming. So this is not fiscal insanity by these ball clubs. The Dodgers made a conscious decision because do you know how many more streams of revenue have now opened up for the Los Angeles Dodgers and won't for the Yankees and for the Mets with 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 advertising and sponsorships yeah. from Japan you know you know it's it's it, it really is incredible so i do think the game is healthy i do think you make a good point that this is something that might have to be dealt with but you know, I mean, could you ever imagine a, a, a player is going to defer sixty-eight million dollars a year? I mean, I, I never no. imagined that. It's in, it's insane, and and I I agree with you uh, to a point though, Rick. Uh, Baseball is always going to be healthy from a fiscal sense. Here's what I'm worried about: I'm worried about the competitive nature of baseball. Uh, I'm worried about teams like the Los Angeles Angels. I'm worried about teams still like the Kansas City Royals, even though they won many years ago. Uh, I worry about the Pirates. 
You know, I worry about uh, the competitive aspect because when you lose an Otani, well, what do you have? You have a discreet crowd. You have a bunch of young players and and a team with no pitching as the Angels. So how how do they compete? How do we? How do we? How do we ensure the competitive business? Go ahead. Let's go back and look at the five or so years that the uh, Angels had with Otani. What did what did they have with him? What did what did he you know he meant a lot to them. I mean, listen, he's the best player in baseball. You can make that argument. Best, you know, he's a generational player. He's somebody we've never seen before. This is not a diss of Shohei Otani. He's a marvelous player, the likes of which we've never seen. Right? How many games did the Angels win last year? So, you know what? Go out. It's not losing Otani. That oh the poor angels they were so great and now they've let no they stunk. Why did they stink? Because they built a bad baseball team. They made bad decisions around Otani. So right. I I don't think you know oh I don't look at this like the poor poor wait, did anybody say the poor poor Arizona Diamondbacks or the poor poor Phillies last year or the f- poor poor Tampa Bay Rays? So I mean look. <laughs> Players like that would help your team, but the the, the, the signing of Otani and Yamamoto by the Dodgers does not impact the Tampa Bay Rays and, to a large degree, the Pittsburgh Pirates until they play each other. So build yourself your own good team in your Mm. own way, like the Braves did, like the Phillies did, like the Rangers did, like the Rays do. I mean, I can't put it any simpler than that. I guess. I, listen, I look at a guy like Ray Davis who spent eight hundred million with the Rangers and it bought him a championship. Um, I, I, I guess that is a way to go. I, I just want to make sure the integrity of the teams, from an internal structure, uh, is maintained accordingly so that they can be, compete. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, the Rangers winning the World Series, amazing. Arizona with an amazing run in itself. Uh, even getting there. Uh, but I'll tell you, I mean, I want to see – I just want to see good competitive baseball all the way around. I don't want to see the Tigers in the cellar. I don't want to see the Pirates in well, the cellar. I want to see Kansas City fighting hard. I want to see all the teams, you know, doing well. well. And me, even though me, I love my Yankees and everything else, uh, I just want to see a good balance of consistency. Well, That's all. But let, let me point this out to you, Jay. This is what you don't want. But first, let me tell you, there are six divisions in Major League Baseball. And every year, baseball publications, the annuals, and there's less and less of them every year, but there's Baseball Digest. So this March, we're working on it right now. My six writers that cover these divisions, they're going to do their predictions, right? And every one of them is going to have a fifth-place team. So six teams are going to finish last. So you can say whatever you want. I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned about that. Six teams are finishing last in 2024. Now, what you don't want, you don't want the Oakland A's, the Pittsburgh Pirates, to be the perennial St. Louis Browns, Washington Senators, you know, of today's today's baseball. But right. you know, six teams are finishing last this year. So don't you set yourself up for that. But. I, I, I'm not that concerned about competitive balance when I see a team that we picked to finish fourth. And, and look, we're, we're, 
all these annuals that make predictions, anybody, if you go to the, the greatest baseball mind yeah. and say, give me your predictions, you know, they're going to get, you know, most of them wrong. Teams are not going to finish where predictors say they're going to finish. Uh, but the bottom line is someone's yep. always going to surprise you. There's always going to be a great story. You know, we picked the D-backs fourth. We, picked the, we probably picked the Rangers fourth. Um, you know, we, we, I know we didn't pick. We picked the Blue Jays first. Uh, look at the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, the Baltimore Orioles, we're, we're, we're going to start talking to the Baltimore Orioles in the same breath as, as big spenders like the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Mets. No, they're kind of a small market team that built the team from within and now has the best young players yep. in the game. But, yeah, i got to say one thing. i got to say one thing before I go. You, I, I thought you were calling me about the really big news from yesterday, and you've completely missed it. We've got more rules changes. Uh-oh. We have tweaked the pitch. Listen, the the in, inclusion of the that, pitch clock. That's an excellent point. It's <laughs> the biggest You're... thing that happened in baseball in many years, right? Um, it, it, it saved, it gave us, as I wrote in this current, it gave us our game back. When times of game is under two hours and 40 minutes, the average time of a nine-inning game is under two hours and 40 minutes, I never thought I'd live to see that again. And now they further reduced the pitch clock with yeah. 10 on base. It's gone from 20 seconds to 18 seconds. So thank you for C- Commissioner Manfred. Let's trim another couple of minutes off the game, although, hey, the pace of the game last year was, was phenomenal. Phenomenal. So that's our Christmas present, I guess. Unless you're a dog. 20 to 18 is key. What was the other one? What was the other one now? Well, the other one is they've made a couple. 20 to 18 on the pitch clock. Yeah, but they made a couple other ones that I don't think you'll notice, like the widening the base path to first base to to be the, the, the dirt. Okay. That, that would be the running lane. And the other one was a pitcher that warms up in the bullpen, you know, has to uh, – you know, a pitcher coming in has to face a batter. You can't replace him. Things like that. But the, 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 the big one for me was, you know, further tweaking the pitch clock. There you go. Now, before we let you go, is Pete Alonzo a Met for life after this season? For life. So if Pete Alonzo is 38 years old and he gets traded in the middle of the season – to let's say a contending team, is that count? No, P- Pete Alonso is, in my opinion, he has to be a Met. I mean, Pete Alonso, along with Francisco Lindor, are the faces of the Mets franchise. I, I, I don't see why you would want to move. You know, someone would pay Pete Alonso. I don't want to say Otani like money or maybe even Judge like money. So why would you want to lose that player? You know, if he if he was somebody else's player, you'd be mm. paying him judge money. You have him. You know, what more does he have to do? So uh, I, I I do see Pete Alonso as a Met for a long time. And and last one because we hit the clock here, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a break year for Aaron Boone. I would have to think. No. I think it's a make break year for Aaron Boone and for Brian Cashman. This is a very important season. Uh, this has been a very, very long drought, I believe 14 years now, without even an appearance in the World Series, let alone a world championship. Um, 
So uh, both survived that 82-win season, with which they spent a large portion of it in, in fifth place in the NL East. Um, they rallied at the end to, to, to keep that winning record streak going. Um, but, yeah, I would absolutely say that this is a, a make-it-or-break-it year for, for Aaron Boone. Uh, always great having you. Uh, you are the best as far as what you do. Incredible job you, with sir. Baseball I, Digest. I, I Editor I appreciate in chief. the compliments and uh, hope our listeners will head to Barnes & Noble and pick up a copy of uh, Baseball Digest. The January-February issue will be on sale January 2nd. You have a tremendous uh, Christmas, my friend, and I'm sure we're going to have many conversations you know, in 2024. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we can re- revisit these opinions in the middle of the season and see where we see where we are. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Merry Christmas. Indeed, indeed. Rick Sarone, ladies and gentlemen. Rick, great, great. You too, my friend. It's uh, Rick Sarone. Great job.